You're listening to the AntsMarketing.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, gang, welcome back. Uh, it's been a long time, but we're here with the episode 26 of the Ants podcast. It is end of April 2010, and we got a lot to go over. We're going to try to make this as brief as possible, but... We think it's going to be a long one. We have Jake and Joe here, um, and I'm Matt, of course. How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. We miss you guys. We miss you. They finally let me out of my cage to do a podcast. I'm sure they're going to put me right back in. Joe Joe likes to pretend that he's actually a hard worker, but really he's just the biggest slacker out there to track him down is like finding <laughs> off of. As always, well, yeah. We got, like I said, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, kind of rifle through this massive list we have. Uh, Europe tour, Jake, uh, give us the deets. Well, you know, I, I think that it started off a lot of people were saying, oh my God, I can't believe they're playing the same songs every single night. But you have to remember that in Europe, they don't have access to all the shows that we have here. So they had a, you know, they're still trying to sell a little bit of uh, a big whiskey in the Grugrux King. And that was the only thing available in Germany for a time. So I think they did a pretty good job of, of establishing the newer songs, but at the same time, they did bring back a couple of songs. Big Eyed Fish was a big shock that it came back, and Sugar Well, which was completely surprising. So did not expect that to happen at all. But now, uh, you know, I thought it was a nice little tour, and, and if you've got a chance to listen to some of the shows, uh, I thought they sounded pretty good, actually. I thought the band sounded good. I thought Dave sounded good. Uh, I like the new version of Seven. It's got a little more tar solo in it. Um, I, I thought they did a nice job with it. Uh, Jake, what do you think about Big Eyed Fish? Was it still the uh, glorified bartender intro with the Boyd plucking at the end, or did they actually put some emotion into it this time around? Well, the, the one that opened the show, um, I believe that was in England. I don't remember where. That one was pretty good. Um, I, uh, I, I thought that was pretty good. Of course, it's. I, I like it better where it starts with the story of a man version than starting with the Big Eyed Fish lyric. I don't really like the order of the lyrics the way they are right now. Um, but I, I thought it sounded pretty good. One stood alone. One of them uh, segued into uh, Bartender. But even that one sounded pretty good. Um, it, it's, still, I, it's still not what I wish it was from the Lily White album. But I'm, you know, I'm happy to see it back. and certainly would be happy to see it get into rotation on a semi-regular basis. I wouldn't be disappointed at all. It's just, uh, it's it's tough when you hear a version of a song that is what you consider to be the best or perfect or just, you know, great overall and see them go downhill from there. It's kind of the Gray Street Syndrome, so to speak, and, uh, and it's just kind of discouraging where, okay, yeah, I'll take it, but I wish it was what it once was. I, I like it in I like it in its tease format. I think it should just be a permanent tease song, and I, and I think I would like it like that. You would. You mean just like randomly in the middle of the show popping in like a, a lyric from it or something? Yeah, in Dave Solo. Yep. Yep. That's how I think I, I would I would enjoy it like that. It would I would reminisce about it and then I would move on. I, I can support that though. I mean when you say just the tease, uh, you know, teases are fun and we all remember the pig show from two thousand and one. I think that was in Chicago, right, Jake? Yeah, uh, yes it was indeed. I think well, But I think that was more of a of a bitter thing. The only thing about the, the teases is, is he did it a lot with Captain in 2001. Um, I mean, without looking at it, I mean, there was probably, you know, five or six Captain teases from 2001. And I don't know, it kind of got 
a little annoying to a point. I, I mean, just especially for me personally, because I had heard Captain previously. So I, I wanted to hear it. I didn't want to hear Tease, but I can understand, especially if you've never heard it before, that it would be interesting to um, to hear a tease of a song. I, that makes sense to me. I, I could buy that. I mean, they, they teased Dreaming Tree in 2001 again in, in Tampa, and that was nice to hear that. I only heard Dreaming Tree once prior to that. So yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could go with that, Joe. So I'll, I'll buy that, Joe. I will play along with you, yes. <laughs> it, our, 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 our song slots, or I say are, I don't know why I said are, the song slots are um, so valuable that it's like I would get some teases because they're like freebies. That's a good point. I mean, when you look at the stats in Tour Central, it, it, I mean, it counts doesn't count as a song scene, but it counts as a tease, and it kind of knocks it off your um, list of songs that you haven't seen. Halloween sat there in my, I've seen it, but it was that loungy winter 2002 kind of minute and a half version until until we saw it at SPAC last year, and Joe uh, blew the doors off his girlfriend there and ran away. Oh, good. You hit your uh, you hit your um, mandatory rip on me with Halloween for the podcast. Good I job. Got to do that. Right I, I, I promised myself I would, and now I've satisfied that promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, who who wouldn't want to hear Halloween just once? I mean, really, that's you know that's the one song everybody says. Okay, I got to hear it at least once. And it's it almost seems to me like after you've heard it, you're like, okay, now I've heard it. I'm okay with it. I don't need to hear it again for a while. It's, it's kind of strange like that. I feel bad for the people that didn't see last year, especially because I finally got one. So I'm right there. I'm right with you. I, I want to see the big whiskey songs, even though I saw a handful of shows last summer. I want to see them grow more this year. Um, you were mentioning, do you want to talk about what songs you want to see come back? And I'm trying to think of one that would just blow my socks off. And Dive in. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see Blue Water. Okay, I want to see um, Last Stop. Dreaming Tree would be nice, even though it hasn't been completely, you know, off the reservation for too long. But, um, you know, I don't know if you could say any song except one of those, oh my god, that is so extremely rare, I can't believe that I ever play it um, once in a while afternoon types. Uh, other than just, you know, let's see the new ones evolve. I would Mother, like father. to see... Well, I would kind of like to see Dive In get jammed out. I really would. I, I always thought that song had a lot of potential. Um, and there was a couple of them that got a little bit longer, and then a couple of them that sort of shortened up, and then it went away. And I would kind of wish that, and I, I would hate to agree with our number one poster, who's going to be carrying a sign around every freaking Florida show. But I would actually like to see Write a Song. I've been listening to that a lot lately, and I think Write a Song's got a lot of potential. It's got a nice little jam to it. It's... it's you know, I wish we'd kind of give it a shot. That's that's kind of my thing. I want to see songs that never really got a chance. Like I wouldn't. I would like to see busted stuff come back. Um, I you know, I just never felt like that got a really fair shake. You know, Beach Ball is another. One. Yeah, I was gonna say Beach Ball. I, I love the 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 the, the infinite part of Beach Ball with uh, Rashawn and uh, and Timmy and everybody. I I love the end of that. Yeah, I'm with you. And I remember first hearing Beach Ball and was kind of lukewarm on it and then Joe kind of persisted no 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 check it out and I did and I did get into it it was uh, it was pretty cool that was just it's it's interesting Jake you've been a fan of the band since basically it's inception so you've been fortunate enough to follow them along um, Joe and I are significantly younger and, and unfortunately we're, we're telling when the band started <laughs> but it's still funny that even now after long Ben fans we're still going through new periods uh, new transitions of the band so how did it feel when you first heard before these Scottish streets what was the 
the mindset you were in, what was, you know, what was the atmosphere and the environment like, is different than when uh, every day came out, is different than when buses stuff, stand up, and now we're here, and every summer seems to have a certain feel to it, certain songs make you think of certain things, and even now, like songs like Beach Ball, it's weird, it was one of those almost like 04 random songs that never moved, uh, it went anywhere in terms of, is it going to get released, is it going to get played, but um, I'm just rambling now. I've completely lost the train of thought, so someone will take it away. Well, I remembered, since you mentioned specifically the Before These Cried Streets, I was at the show in um, Foxborough, the old Foxborough Stadium where the Patriots played um, for the 1998 show. That was one that they broadcast about the first eh, half hour or so on VH1 or 45 minutes. And I remember that was the first time I had heard the new songs live, and a couple of them caught me. I, I had already I had known um, Don't Drink the Water in its previous section. I always liked the Weight of the World version of it, the original original version of it from 96. So I kind of knew that. That got a pretty good response. But I, I remember thinking, wow, these songs really work live. I, I specifically remember Rapunzel. Cause I was thinking how they were going to do it. And, and at the time, the opening acts were Peoples 5 and Beck were the openers. They did shows. Pretty, pretty damn good show. Um, and I was thinking, I wonder what they're going to do for the piano. And, and then they brought out Butch Taylor, who was only playing on certain songs. And, and Butch played on Rapunzel. And I just remember, wow, that, that really sounds good live. That really worked. I remember that. And I remember specifically, they played Dreaming Tree that night. That was obviously the first time I'd ever heard Dreaming Tree. And I remember seeing everybody get up and like walk out of the, the down the field area where all the seats were. I was back in, in the stadium portion of it. I remember people walking out, I was like, gosh, I, I did not think this was going to be the pee break song. Of all the songs, this is the one I thought that was going to be, you know, that everyone was going to like. And that, that one surprised me. But all those songs really caught me from from Before These Crowded Streets. I thought they all worked it. And it, similarly to me, I think all big whiskey stuff worked. I think that's why I'm, I really like it a lot. I know some people are already tired of it and so forth on the boards, but I think it all works live. And it's changed, and I think the Before These Credit Street stuff has changed and evolved, too. You can go back and grab a show, any show from 98, just grab a show and listen to some of the original stuff from Before These Credit Streets. Listen to a show from, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, and you can hear how it's evolved. And that's one of the things that always is so unique about the band. It keeps people coming back and going to shows every year. It's because all the songs change. I listened to uh, Zach put out that show... Uh, from uh, from 93, uh, I think it's May 1993, you can download it from the boards. Um, and the two-step on there is, you know, completely different. The Jimmy thing is completely different. The whole jam part is this jazzy thing that uh, that uh, Leroy did that's phenomenal. And, you know, now Jimmy thing's completely different. And I know, Matt, you love Jimmy thing, so I know you'll want to talk about that. <laughs> Best piss I've ever had. <laughs> and, and you know what I particularly like? I love that the crowd could sing the whole thing because that's what I got there for, is to listen to the crowd scream. Hey, I like that. That's fun. Of course, at Saratoga, it's a lot better than the alternative, which is screaming two-step every fucking five minutes. Pardon my language. <laughs> well, Jake, see what you do to me? Your they, language they is such a bad influence. just open with two-step. Bad influence. Just, they should just inspect, open, open with two-step, and then like halfway through the show, play it again. Close with it. No, I mean, that's the thing. They could open with it, and three quarters of the way through, you'd hear the chance for it again. It's like the band sucks at Ranger games, you know? <laughs> it's the law. Um, 
but I mean, we've got a, a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, but well, I want I, I want to know which of the big whiskey songs we think is going to evolve the most. Not just a tweak, not just a new ending. I, I want to know which one evolve the most. Seven. Really? Seven? I think it's abstract it's, it's, and. You can't change abstract that much. And the 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 percent change that you can change of seven, it, it can't it can't move that much. It's kind of it's already abstract and can't move. You think I, so? I kind of agree. I, I actually think seven's going to change a lot. I, I think huh. you know he's still got the other lyrics he can go to. Um, I, I think that's I think that's got a good chance to to, to move around and kind of change some things up and change the jams up a little bit. Um, yeah, I still think Dive In's got a lot of potential. I, I know people love it. I'm just reading along in the chat, and I can see everyone just screaming for Dive In. But I just, you know, I just wish they'd give it a chance, kind of jam it out a little bit, do something with it. I like it. Okay. I think that one will change the most. <laughs> now, let me just preface. We did not set that up. It's... Joe M being spontaneous and, and, and delivering the goods on the nose, no notice. Joe, wow, <laughs> my friend. Joe M bringing it. <laughs> I guess um, alligator pie is fun. Um, it, I, mean, I think it has the most to grow. It's it's so kind of cookie cutter right now. You it's just like verse, refrain, verse, refrain. I don't know. Yeah. I think. I think that one's got the most, and it's got that kind of breakdown that I think that it just seems like it's something they could eat, and they're just gonna they're gonna eat it up. I could see them doing an alligator pie, and then at the end jam or whatever they're doing before they jump out, slide right into the end of Bayou. That little Phil Collins, uh, that's all. Um, that that jam that they did, that would work. That'd be cool. And you guys remember when we first heard Alligator Pie? We walked out of there. We said. That's a good song, and it's never going to be anything because it sounds too much like Bayou. Yes. And thankfully, we were all wrong. And here's the thing. Bayou is yeah. all right, but they overplayed it. I like Bayou. I exactly. Just, it Thank just was you. overplayed. And they screw it up every time, but that's the side point. I think there's one version of they actually get right. But, I mean, you know, they played it to death. I mean, just... They do that because they want to they get more closers. And they, they, they play to death so it could, they, they hope it can become a closer. Amazing and that's kind of what they did with Cornbread, right? Didn't Cornbread close in, um, in Europe? I think so, Joe. That's a great point. You're absolutely right. See, that's an, see I like Cornbread, too. Um, the song and the food. I, well, what do they have for closers? They have ants, don't drink, well, no, not don't drink, um, Watchtower, Two-Step, Billy's... See, now this is where I disagree, because I think that the Dave Matthews Band can close with any freaking song they want. And they did it in 2007. And I saw a show that closed with Warehouse. The, 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 our, I'm sorry, 2000, let's see, my wife is pregnant, so 2005. They yeah, ended with that was the band Winston in 2005. World and not the band in 2010. You know, but they can, they can close with anything. They closed with Granny at a show this year. In Europe. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah, but they can they can close with anything. Yeah, but let me let me ask if you're drawing parallels here, Jake. Okay, Europe, the band is essentially young. They're a newcomer. Are we seeing the newcomer taking chances band version of Dave Matthews band right now, like you'd see in ninety three or ninety four in the US and now they'll no. focus into a groove? I think they're taking more chances as earlier. Yes, I, I think they are. Uh, I think they are the way they're changing 
the songs around, and I think that they're taking more chances in the set list, like adding in Sugar Will and Big Eyed Fish in the middle of a tour that, you know, that they obviously weren't prepared to do. So I, I think... I think that that's the that's the direction you're, you're going to see coming up this, this summer, and that kind of goes along with my theory of they can close with anything, providing it's not specific songs from every day. Providing it's not but, what you are. Hey, oh God. Well, I mean that's that's kind of okay. Let's say they're going to let's say the first show they close with what you are. Second show they close with Watchtower. Third show they close with Ants. You're going to the fourth show. I mean, you really think you're going to get something besides one of those three? No, you're going to get Watchtower, what you are. No. If you go to the eighth show, you're you know, the second they get done with the first encore, you're going to think, eh, let's go beat the traffic out of here. Ah, uh, you've got two-step and Billy's always lingering. I guess. Unless, unless they played Halloween, then you know for the next six shows, five to six are going to get it. Yeah, well, and then, you know, I, th- I think that was the thing last year. Probably there was more traffic last year during shows because everybody thought they had a shot at getting Halloween. It's, it's more of the, um, you know... There, it's always the the five out of six shows, and then I squeak in the one that they don't play it at, and I'm completely raging for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, the story so, of my life. Um, it's four. They, will they will they ever pull out Grux? No, no. I was just thinking about that yesterday, and then went from work. No. no. I mean, they, it's. I think it's more of a tribute um, to Roy. I, I don't think that there would be any point to doing it. It's like it's what like if, what about what if it's like an anniversary? Uh, you know, no. Roy's anniversary. I, I don't. I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I just don't. I, I don't think. I don't think there's any advantage to it. I don't think it's worth anything. I wouldn't it's, be adverse to a intro called Jeff and then going to Monkey to open the show. <laughs> they could do that. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Do a little damn. Intro. It doesn't have to be Grux. It could be something else. Oh, uh, um, Shake Me Like a Monkey deserves an intro as much as Rapunzel needs it from, you know, from, uh, um, oh my god, Pantalanaga Pampa. Very, very well spoken. Didn't know your uh, Hindi was that good. Wow, been a long time. <laughs> That's why I say P and P. Just easier that way. Well, but no, oh, yeah, it would be nice. I, I kind of like the intro. They did a couple times last year in Europe. They uh, did that little kind of guitar jam, kind of like a, you know, like an old '70s metal band or something like that, into "Shaking Like a Monkey." I like that. I, I thought it was pretty good. They, I think that's that, that's probably a song that's got more potential to change around than we even think. They've slowed it down, right? "Shaking Like a Monkey." I I know for when they first started playing it, they were really rushing that. Yes, and they have, and it's much better. Oh yeah. Very good. As opposed to why I am, which I still like why I am, but why I am is getting faster and faster and faster. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a Ramon song soon. It's gonna be like a minute forty eight. But that that's a song that um, spoiled record debut because they're playing it live on the on the tour before the album came out and it was just so much better live. Uh, right off the bat in the album. The album just felt like the version just felt like it lacked energy. And that was the one song that I really had a problem with on the album. Wasn't a big fan of the way it ended, but you can Look back at the streets, and they end with spoon. And as a new listener, you might be like, "What the heck is this?" I can appreciate that now. Whereas YM kind of should have been the high point of the album, and they they just they just missed it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad effort. It just didn't seem to click. 
it should have been the first single. I mean, uh, that's the way it was cut for yeah. the record it sounded like, because it sounded so, you know, I hate to use the term vanilla, but I mean, just really simple and, and not taking any chances. And, and like you said, it ruined because we all heard it live and it was much better live. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And let me ask you this. Why change, you know, the little, um, you know, Roy laid it down in the album, the did 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 in the background before, behind the Y I Am. Why did they change that to Tim on the Electric? It sounds foolish. I don't know. I I agree with you. Um, you got the I like to laugh the other way, but you know, you got the playful saxophone bouncing behind the chorus. I switch it to a to electric guitar. Just it just sounds weird. It does, and, and uh, you know, not to mention things we weren't supposed to hear. But I sort of like the uh, the version that came out um, sort of illegally. That was a little bit different way I am with a basically a saxophone accompany it, accompaniment with it. I kind of like that version too. Yeah. No, but now we'll never speak of that again. No, never again. <laughs> Take a one. Uh, exactly. Good job, Eddie. So uh, you don't mention the party while we're on the. Uh... Yeah, go go party. That Jake, you've been running with that too. So keep talking. Go party. Thank you. Yes, as as uh, as we've done in the past, we're doing a um, an after party at the PGA National in West Palm Beach, um, which is going to be awesome. Um, Joe will be there with his nipples. Um, Matt will be there, of course. I will be there. <laughs> So it's going to be a lot of fun. The pool is awesome. Ask anybody who's been there before. Uh, it's during uh, specials the Friday, pool. Saturday, and Sunday, which is going to be very cool. Um, we're going to have live music there. But some other things we're trying to work out, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And Saturday at the pool is always unbelievable. It's just, I mean, I think we had like 600 people in the pool last year or something like that. It was, it was crazy. It's always a good time. Correct, children? They uh, they have fantastic mojitos. The yes. the space um, I don't know what do you want to call it? a lobby. It's essentially a lab slash lounge slash bar. It's a big open space, nice mar floors, huge bar. Just um, oh god, I, I loved it. I just I couldn't wait to get back there after we had the first party. So it, it was tons of fun. Can't wait to go back. Hopefully the uh, its flag will make it down there. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, we got the I've got the. Um, the Jake Express is going to be picking some people up at the airport, I believe. No, no clamatos this time, please. It's not clamato; it's chilada. It's one of the greatest inventions of it's, all time. It's disgusting. Oh, I forgot it's about that. Disgusting. Ew. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's beer. It's beer and clamato with a touch of pepper and salt and lime, and it is money. There you go. Kevin knows what's up. The yeah. Chilada is money in the bank. Budweiser branded. Right. Now, Jake, are, Jake, are we doing, are we able, I mean, I know we talked about this early, might as well bring it out. We really wanted to do some kind of transportation between the venue and the hotel. We are our, still efforting. We're still efforting, right. We're not. We're trying not to break the bank because we realize something like that can get, um, you know, out of hand cost-wise. Uh, and there's all the legalities with it, too, that we got to make sure that, um, you know, we do everything on the up and up. So we're still working on that, Jake. We're still, yeah, we're still working on it, and uh, we'll talk more about that later, if you know what I mean. But yes, we uh, we do have some uh, some good ideas for that. Trying to help everybody out seems to be an interest uh, with it, so I think it's going to work out well. Good stuff. Well, definitely looking forward to that in the summer tour. I'm, you know, being on the West Coast now, it's a little more difficult for me because now, excuse me, um, whereas I was right? lucky, what last summer there were. 13 shows in New York State I could practically drive 
no no more than five hours anywhere and hit them all. Now I'm on the West Coast, so I got to factor in the thing ticket, but I will be there in Florida. I can't wait. I'll be hitting Saratoga. And oddly enough, I don't know if I'm hitting Gorge this year, and it's two hours away from me. Well, it's two hours away from everything, really. The Gorge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, That's true. Good point. It's, uh, I don't know, last year kind of kind of sullied my thoughts on it. It was uh, three pretty mediocre shows. The crowd sleepwalk out here. I've never seen uh, a more tame crowd. Don't get me wrong. SPAC can drive me crazy with chanting, but at least they're passionate for their for the music, you know, whereas this one, play whatever, I think there was a play whatever you want chant going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, I've talked about this before on the boards. I, I think that um, West Palm Beach is becoming more of a destination venue. I don't think it's, you know, it's not up there with, with the big ones yet, per se, but I think it's right there with them. So, I, I, you know, I really think that's, that's it's, it's, if you look back at the last, you know, four or five shows there in um, in West Palm, the, the show has been pretty good. They're putting an last amazing set list. Amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, no, I was the, saying that the Utah, the yeah, Utah really... shows have become a destination spot too. For what? Skipping them? Because <laughs> the band skipping them. Um, it's not a good time to be Mormon, but that's yeah. okay. Well, that free uh, show this year, though, I think I think the band and management really stepped it up, and you know they really gave back to to the good people of Utah. Free show for everybody there. I think that's that's pretty nice of them to do that. And you would think that they're not going to skip it again, um, and they should get a pretty good show. Well, so speaking of uh, yeah, recent I'm, with recent news, on. Jake, were you able to get to any record stores uh, last weekend? I, I did not. I, I don't own a record player anymore because it's not 1979 but i understand that they are quite popular and people did pretty well with them were you 10 in 1979 jake uh no <laughs> i was younger than that thank you very much uh joe did you have any luck i tried and um i went to a music store and the place had moved so then i went to the where the place had moved and then they told me they were out and i called another place they were out so apparently the um the pa area was um that's where I was at the time. was uh, was pretty good selling them out. Um, Jake, did you get a uh, number on how many were pressed? I, I did not, um, and I, I, um, I, I hesitate to, to take a guess because I think I could be way off. But I'm sure whatever they pressed is gone. It's more <laughs> I don't than think five. Too many left. It is more than five. It's more than five because Matt owns five. <laughs> Uh, Joe, one of them has your name on it if you stay nice. Ooh. Wow. Now, and I remember, I think Joe had two before these crowded streets, and he did not extend the same offer to me. Just for the record. No, I did not have two before these crowded streets. You're kidding me. Can't rewrite history, my friend. <laughs> well, so you um, have your, your uh, albums. It's cool to see... Uh, it's cool to see them embrace vinyl. I mean, I know we've touched on this in past podcasts, and we even featured pretty heavily before the last time we had some actual uh, solid info is that there were official plans, and as far as I know, still are, um, to go ahead and, and reissue their, their albums, um, most notably the big three on vinyl. Um, I haven't heard anything more in terms of movement on that. Uh, the band, you know, obviously they're doing a lot with live releases. I would assume that the train is still rolling. It's just probably rolling very slow on vinyl. Um, 
we're trying to get information on that, and as soon as we do, we'll pass it along. But um, rest assured that we're doing everything we can to, to kind of yell in manage, management's ear that this is something that the fans want, and, and you know they wouldn't be sorry to go ahead and start selling some more. I think you're right. There's definitely a market for it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think the uh, you know from what I've heard, the, the, this vinyl released very well. So I, I would assume that there's something out there for it, without a doubt. So it could it could be something big for them, absolutely. Got a comment on it though. The, in terms of packaging, I don't think you could do much worse on uh, the way they they handled this. First of all, it's just a simple cardboard sleeve, and that's okay. Um, especially with a seven-inch disc, not a lot goes into it. Uh, it has to go into it, really. But there is not even a uh, a sleeve inside that protects the record. The oh, slit slit on the actual cardboard itself is on the side. So if you're just holding it upright and tilt it a little bit, the record will fall out. And uh, I just tried to demonstrate that in video, and of course the record stayed in, so I looked great. <laughs> but uh, there we go. There we go. Case in point. So the record will slide out. It's bare. Um... No shrink wrap, right? No shrink wrap whatsoever. So the corners on mine are a little bit, um, I don't know what the word you want to call it is, a little dented. One of the Braid. corners. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not anything well, that's going to be worth any money despite its rareness, basically because, well, any more than the fact that there's nothing special to it. It's got the credits on the back um, and basically advertising the warehouse and dnblive.com and Dave Matthews Band. Uh, of course, anti-piracy, uh, you know, damn you to hell if you rip this song off the 7-inch <laughs> vinyl and put it on the internet. But well, I heard that out of all the prints that they made, there's one out there if you play backwards, head backhead. <laughs> God. <laughs> that means I have uh, five times more likely chance of, of hearing that, is what you're saying? Yep. Just play them backwards. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, I, uh, I got up early... And went, I went on recordstoreday.com um, and just saw what stores in Seattle were doing. So I found one called Easy Street Records, and it's supposedly one of, if not the big, you know, record store. Got there about an hour early, and there were probably a line of 25, 30 people out there already. Um, definitely an eclectic group of people. Went in, and so there are two main tables of all the exclusive Record Store Day only stuff. And so... I say to the guys I'm walking in, I said, do you have the Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds, 7-inch final? He said, well, if it's in there, it's on one of those tables. So I'm looking at the tables, and it's all, you know, and he said it'd be on M. So I'm looking, I'm flipping through, and all these 12-inch finals, and there's some little ones in there, and nothing. I said, you got to be kidding me. There's no way that it's not here. This is the door of Seattle. I'm about to, to take off, and I see that on the other side of it, there's a table with just the 7-inch vinyls. Okay, let's check this out. I go there. I'm flipping through, and at that point, it slipped my mind. I took out um, the D section, and, I, and I'm, I can't find it. you got to be kidding me. I'm about to walk away, and I, what the hell, and I squeeze past somebody, and I look at the M's, and sure enough, there they are right in the front. Thank God. But uh, they could have easily been gone by the, time I, uh, by the time I got there, and I just, you know, I was you your alphabet. What's that? So you figured out how to, your alphabet? <laughs> Jake, what do you got? I just was... I was just laughing. <laughs> okay, they're not in the D's. I guess they're not here. Well, I might as well take a look at the M's. What the heck? Gee, I don't know. <laughs> Matthews? <laughs> He's never bought something before from DMB. Uh, hey, Joe, how'd that research of yours work out? 
Oh, nice. <laughs> I guess I'm not nice anymore. <laughs> um, Alright, jumping around. But um, I can't believe we've been this long. Um, since we did our podcast, we put out apps for um, iPhone and Android. And whereas the Android app is still kind of like experimental, it was literally, I wrote that app in one day. Um, I was hot to trot for putting out, you know, different platforms, things like that. And I, I threw it together, I had some tweaks, a, a couple quick releases. Um, there is still some work to be done on Android. And Android is difficult because there's multiple platforms out there. Um, so you're fragmented between versions. You're trying to use the latest features, but you don't want to lock out somebody who doesn't have the latest version. So that's a little, that's a little key. Um, the iPhone apps are doing extremely well. I think we've sold... Between Ants Tour Central and DMB Live Setlist, we've sold over 2,000 copies total, I believe. So it's out there. We expect it to be big this summer. Um, we're just excited. Um, I recently got an iPad. I'm thinking about doing an app for it. Basically, it would be Ants Tour Central, but I would want to do some stuff that's unique to the iPad that lets you use the bigger screen real estate. We're still in um, brainstorming about that, but we've got some cool ideas. I'd like to do it eventually. Um... We also added uh, programs called Berry Blab and, oh, I can't think of the name for the iPhone one. Joe, do you remember it? The forum plugin? Nope. Yeah, I, I know the two that you're talking about, but I don't remember the names. Yeah, it's, it's a program for the iPhone. I know that you can, it's, it's an app, and you load it, and then you find the forum that's, that, that, app su- or that supports that app, I guess I could say. Um, yeah. And you is, can basically browse the forums. Zach not posting it in the forums right now? <laughs> in the post? I think Zach knows the names of them. <clears throat> but it, it's it's basically a native um, navigation tool for the forum. So it's probably a little more efficient, quicker, easier to read than browsing through your um, mobile safari. Or uh, your BlackBerry browser, which is absolutely pitiful. So, um, Yep, that's it, Jake. I'm pretty sure. Definitely check that out. Uh, yes, agree, thank you, yeah. Zach. Tapatalk is what the one for uh, iPhone is called, and the um, BlackBerry one is called Berry Blab. Kevaru says it's uh, not working for him, so I'm going to chalk that up to his fault. <laughs> well, that's a little thing we like to call operator error there. Yeah. It's yep. <laughs> so, always nice in the moderators to get the stuff to work. We're excited. <laughs> I, I, I really like um, the thing with DMB Live set list is that because of the iPhone's um, stance towards multitasking and basically saying it's not going to happen, you can't leave uh, DMB Live Setlist open like you can on Android or you can on the Palm WebOS. But what we do is we eliminate that issue by um, enabling push notifications in iPhone. So whenever there's a new song, boom, you get a pop-up message on the iPhone, which is pretty cool. You can disable that. You can have it just show up as a badge on the application icon. But... um. Both Ants Tour Central and um, DMB Setlist are only 99 cents each, so um, you get to support the site and uh, get a pretty cool DMB app to to show your friends when you're at the show or when you're not at the show. So, um, it's speaking of that, Matt. If I could just throw in, since we mentioned Zach a couple times, who's helped us out tremendously with uh, Tour Central, also, which sort of got a little. Well, we already did the reboot on it last year, and then we went through and kind of um, added in some more information and. And sort of fixed up our teases and such like that. So if you get a chance to kind of take a look through um, Tour Central, we try to add in a lot more notes, sort of like some specific things. And in fact, there was one today um, from the show, which was we're doing this on the 27th of April. In case you're not listening to it now, 
um, that that uh, talked about a fight that happened at a show uh, in Auburn, which I knew about because my old roommate was the one that got in a fight. So just little things like that that we try to throw in for specific shows. There's some mentions of uh, of the Bubble Man from his shows in the late 90s in uh, Portland. Guy used to blow marijuana bubbles all throughout the freaking place and just was a mess. Well, little one of the things, things like that. Get a chance to look through Tour Central. Go ahead and I, I actually want you to talk a little bit more about some of the specifics of Tour Central because you guys have done some awesome stuff. And it is our problem with Tour Central right now is it is extremely powerful. It is the most powerful um, way to analyze what the band has been doing. But with so much information, there becomes an organization problem, making things easily accessible or obvious that, hey, they're there. And uh, that's what we're going to be working on. One of the things that Joe's promised me he's been going to do since about 2002 is revamp <laughs> the search in Tour Central. <laughs> Now, yes. Still working on <laughs> That is on our list. We are going to redo the search. But another thing we're going to do, in addition to the search, is have a list on the search page with common, common searches. Uh, so basically, instead of making you put together a search query to look for uh, how many shows that Halloween opened with Butch Taylor guesting at that show, you know, stuff like that, you know, that's not necessarily a common search, but, you know, work with me, people. We're going to have common searches <laughs> linked already so it'll be very easy and it will tie in with your personal stats if you have an ants account which is cool so it's it's something that we know um is an issue tour central is powerful but if we're the only ones who know about the things you can do it, it doesn't you know it's not very useful so jake what are a few right. other things that we're gonna you know that you i know you have a thread in on the message boards about things that you can do in tour central what what kind of stuff are your favorite well, that's one of the things that, that we tried to do, was just try to make it a little more user-friendly. So we, what we did in that, of course, you're asking me, and I'm not looking at the thread I made now, um, was we made some uh, common search terms to try to find things that are unique and, and to find search things all using the notes section where we can find specific shows or specific performances. One of the things we also did was we tried to make it a little easier if you're just kind of browsing by year or browsing by um season which would be like the summer tour for example like uh summer tour 2001 if you just wanted to click on you could look at a big list of the shows you could see which shows were canceled which happens from time to time which is easy to, to find and also we put in try to put in some specific things to let people know like for example the infamous pig show is actually listed as the infamous pig show so that's an easy one to find if you're looking through all the shows and go oh, there it is it's simple it's 7701 Things like that, just make it a little bit easier. If you go through the uh, forum sections, the main NBC forum section, and right at the top, one of the stickies is a little list of some common terms and some common ways to search. Just try to find some unique things that happen at shows and such. Another neat little trick, it's right, that's another thing Joe's going to fix, but we'll get to that later, is if you really just want to kind of find everything that's got a sound check, you can just type a vowel in, like an A or an E by itself, and just search it in the sound check. And it'll pop up with everything that came up with the soundtrack. Basically, you know, it's either going to have an A or an E in it for the most part. But in um, one of the in one Jake, of the songs in the chat room here, um, Keynes had an had a, a point. He said nobody should go through DMBC, and he's right. And that's the point: is that right now it's a forum thread, and it's been really helpful for people who've been boards. But that's what we're working on: is we're going to we're going to get that out of the message board because not everybody dives in there, and we're going to make it easier to get through the tour. When, uh, Absolutely. We... That's just something for now, just to go through there and find. It. But like you're saying, you know, with the things we're talking about, just to do the common searches, 
you know, like sound checks, for example, an easier way to see F show that we have listed for sound checks. So some of the sound check information we have is very, very detailed. Some of the stuff um, is not, but I mean, you can go through, go back through 2001, 2002, you could see maybe 12 or 13 different things sound check. There's one uh, from 2002, I believe, where you can hear the Dave did a Heathcliff uh, Haiku Warriors tease, very rare. So you know, things like that where you can find searches like that, something like that is what we're trying to look, just to make it as, as user-friendly as possible. Absolutely. Other than that, Jake, between you and uh, now we've got Zach really hitting the pavement, adding in times for the songs. We're going to be doing stuff like you know, longest song of the tour, um, you know, average song time, average show time. You know, I'm a not math and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just think the more minute you can get, the more interesting it is. Um, and and it's just great to see you know have Zach helping out, and then Jake, of course, is basically a giant brain um, with a Dave Matthews Band tattoo on it. So just Dave Matthews. When it comes to anything else, alts are off. So look out. But, but uh, thanks, Muggsy. But and we're excited. We got a lot of things to streamline the process, get more useful, and we're looking forward to that. Exactly. F- figure out a way what songs sagged into what and such st- stuff like just little things, little unique things, like you're saying, like you know, little like stat geeks, like we all are, would would love to know. Oh wow, look at how many times Seek Up sagged into Jimmy thing. I never knew that. For example, things like that. Definitely. Things that Joe would like is really all we're doing. It's just everything things we do is for su- Joe. Things such as the North America maps and, uh... Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Douche chill. (laughs) You guys know that? Stuff like that. That, People out there know that. (laughs) Okay. Well, they do now, but... That's another thing. Every time I add in a city, I never put the little point in, but that's... I guess you guys just talk to me later about that. Sorry about that. That's a little inside information. No sweat. Well, I think we've covered a pretty large limit in a pretty short amount of time here. Um, I don't have anything else on my list that I want to get to. I don't know about you guys. No, I think that's uh, pretty much we've covered it. I want it back. With with the ladies or with the third verse? Or, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, Jesus, I thought Gray Street for a second. No, JTR, you want that back, huh? Yes. I, I can do some JTR. I always like that. I do it without the ladies, that's for sure. Oh, God. Did you did you hear the Santana version? Not yet. Did you? I, you know, I didn't. Yes. I really didn't have a big desire to hear it. It's, you're, you're not going to like it. I didn't like it. I, I like hate, Carlos. You know, there's but, a reason uh, why they cut it. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of bad. I didn't like it. Maybe somebody out there likes it, but it was kind of rough. Hmm. Was it anything like um, the band's version? Um, yes, it's kind of like the band's version, but it's it's just weird. It's like in a different manner, and it's just like Carlos kind of. It's kind of made for for him. Mother, father. Yeah, well, I should <laughs> hope so. It's on his album, but. <laughs> Uh, Joe, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Guess eight. Um, to our ANS Plus members, thanks for uh, for checking in. I'm sure three seconds after hitting uh, stop, I'm going to think about something that I wish we'd said. I'll said, and I'll say, let's do it the next podcast in four months. But we're gonna- well, it'll be four, it'll be four seconds after because for one second it put me back in my cage. That's true. 
It takes longer than that, though. <laughs> I heard you barking earlier. Yeah. Um, All righty, I guess until next time, children. Until next time, we're going to try to do this a little more um, frequent now, especially with the tour coming up. We would like to do a couple, we really would, and, you know, get down to a 15 or 20 minute podcast every two. So it's just a matter of, um, Jake's got like 72 kids that he's got a cart around, so it's tough to nail him down. <laughs> Joe is the you know, they're just so damn tax deductible. It's amazing. <laughs> Joe is the playboy who's constantly whining and dining, you know, Sarah M. And, uh... I'm out here in a different time zone, so to line it all up, it's like it's like solar eclipse time when we have a when we have a podcast. I thought there was something special about today. There you go, there you go. It's on the calendar. Mark it up. But uh, guys, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, it's good to be back. We're really gonna try to keep this momentum going. And uh, Jake has given me the old signal to wrap it up. So we'll see you later, guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.